Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is AEW Unrestricted. I'm Aubrey Edwards, my best friend in the world, Tony Schiavone. Tony, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really excited about today's podcast. Look at oh, man. What a lie. Yeah, because I, 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 no, I was told uh, that, uh, I'm told that one of the greats of all time, uh, one of my favorites of all time, one of the most wonderful people backstage of all time is going to be on with us. And hold on a second. I just got, got this note. Oh, he's not available. We're going to have to use Eddie Kingston instead. Oh, okay. 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 You know what? I, I, hate, I hate Dairy Queen. How about that? <laughs> All right. Damn. All right, Shivani, you can take that Oreo cookie blizzard and shove it right up your ass. All right. I like cold stone or stone cold, whatever. Stone cold. Yeah. Boom. That's right. The stone cold <laughs> well, stunner. I was going to intro Eddie Kingston, but I think Please, that was ahead. enough. Oh, no, my go God. Ahead. Go ahead. Eddie, it's really great to see you, buddy. Super You're great. such a liar. It's great to see you too, T.S. <laughs> Team murder, as I like to call them. <laughs> All right. I want to go through your accolades a little bit because there's quite a long list. I have accolades? You have accolades. You did a bunch of shit, man. Mm. You didn't just talk your way into shit. Like, you actually did things. I don't know about that. <laughs> I did things on a very low level. Low on level, a low level. level. Combat Zone Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, Chikara Grand Championship, which you held for 924 days, uh, two-time AAW Heavyweight Champion, IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Champion, two-time IWA Mid-South Tag Team Champion, two-time AAW Heavyweight Champion, Evolve Tag Team Champion, DDT Ironman Heavyweight, Heavy Metalweight Championship, and then the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Good yeah. stuff, man. I told Pretty you much, of accolades. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw your, your your facial reaction for 924 days of holding that yeah. uh, Shikara Grand Championship. That's quite a long time. Yeah, well, half of that was because the company shut down for like a year and a half for oh, an angle. Yeah. yeah. For an angle, yeah. Right, yeah. So what – okay, I'm just going to jump ahead to that one because, like, yeah, what was that like? <laughs> uh, well, when the angle was pitched, I said that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, the angle. And I was against it, but – you know, uh, I was proved wrong when they did the angle and then they did some YouTube stuff. And then next year, you know, there's 1,500 people in Eastern PA. Damn. For the return show. So I was like, I guess it worked. So yeah. I can't really say anything. And then I knocked out Icarus in the match. Hey, oh, oh my God. I remember hearing that story backstage. Knocked him out and Bryce is like, don't kill him. Oh, that was the second time. Me and Icarus <laughs> like to beat each other up a lot. That's when he kicked me in the face, and I looked at this is a gift somewhere. 
where he kicked me in the face. I look up at Bryce, I go. And that's when Bryce goes, don't knock him out. I went, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right, backtracking a little bit. Your introduction at AEW Dynamite was amazing. Cody's doing his little promo at the beginning, and then you just come out Eddie Kingston style, like, fuck you, bro. Here's what we're actually going to do. Oh, we can curse on this. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can totally Me curse. Shivani going to have a good time with this. Yeah, damn straight. I told TNT are. when they asked me to do this, I'm like, you are aware that I drop an ample F-bombs, right? And I think they were I'm like, yeah, just, just keep it to a minimum. I'm like, hey, yeah, sure. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Two already. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you challenged Cody for the TNT championship. Uh, how did that come about? What happened was I was at an independent show, uh, ICW in New York, and uh, I just sold the rest of my gear to pay my mortgage. So I was legit mad. So I decided to call three people out just to create a buzz. And one of them was Zack Sabre Jr. The other one was Nick Aldis because he's NWA World's Champ, and I was working for NWA at the time. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just call out Cody. Let me see what happens. And for some reason, it got steam. And uh, then I got contacted to come in. And everyone was like, oh, man, I felt your promo. It felt so real. I was like, yeah, because I, was, I wasn't mad at Cody or anybody. I was mad that I was broke, that I had to sell my gear to pay the mortgage. And you know what I mean? This COVID thing took everything away, you know? Right. And I was legit mad about it. <laughs> so that's what happened. I get it. So who contacted you once you did that? You reached out and it said something about Cody. Who at AEW contacted you? Was it Cody? QT Marshall did first. And then uh, Christopher Daniels did. And they were like, hey, do you want to come in? I was like, yeah, I'll fight. It's cool. I'll <laughs> fight. <laughs> I said, the best part was I go, how much money? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right away. I went, yeah, I'll come in, but how much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I so don't you come in. Were, I don't know if they were ready for that part when I went, yeah, sure, I'll come in, but how much? You know, <laughs> I don't know if they were ready oh my for God. that. Well, they, sh- they should be ready for that, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a different time now, Tony. You know, I'm 38, 18 years in, so maybe the younger guys would just be happy to get an opportunity. Right. And I was just like, look, F an opportunity. I'm trying to get paid. Right. Either way, either way, I'm going to beat Cody up and then try to get paid. You know, I wasn't going in. Honestly, I wasn't going in looking for a job. Okay. I was just going in to put on a, a, a good match. I was going in to tell a good story with Cody and get paid. <laughs> so talk about that match a little bit. What was it like working with Cody in the ring and your two styles kind of coming together? Uh, we both like the same stuff. We both, well, of course, he grew up on NWA. You know, I, I tell everyone the story. Uh, growing up in New York, you get WWF all the time. And I would only get NWA during the winter because my dad wanted to get illegal cable so he can watch HBO and watch Inside the NFL. So that's the only time I would get TNT or not TNT, TBS it was at the time. So that was the only time I would see NWA. So I got lucky to see the Starcades. But the summer, I didn't know what NWA was doing in the summer at all. So, But uh, those are the styles that I was attracted to. And uh, ECW brought me back in to wrestling. So that was the style I was into. All Japan pro wrestling. So just a harder hitting style and, and, and the moves setting the pace and telling the story. And I also felt like Cody had great matches with other guys, but he didn't fight. Like, no offense to those other guys. They're all great. Especially Jake, you know, Hager and all them. They're all great in their own way. 
But I, I believe Cody didn't have a guy who was going to put pressure on him and, you know, get up in his face and make him, you know, make Cody fight back. And he did. So that was the story I was trying to tell. That's why I cut the promo and was saying, oh, you don't know nothing about grinding. And that promo was just setting up for Cody to beat me, to look like the tough guy. You know what I mean? Or be the, not look, but be the tough guy. You know, people just thought I was just talking shit for the sake of talking shit. It was, no, the help with the match. So when Cody kicked out and when Cody went through the tax and still beat me and smacked me around and put on the 54, that was the point of me saying, oh, you don't know how to grind. You don't know how to do this. And then he does it. And I go, okay, there you go. Like, I wasn't expecting anything. I was like, all right, cool. I did my job. Thanks. Appreciate it. And you were signed a very short time later. Talk yeah. about how that happened. How, how did that all come about? It was crazy. Like, next thing you know, I'm getting hit up from people, Tony. And I don't know anything about fucking Twitter. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> yeah. I just put pictures up and, re, like, retweet stuff. And all of a sudden, everyone's hitting me up going, hey, you're trending. Mm-hmm. My first question was, oh, that's cool, dude. I, do I get paid from Twitter for trending? <laughs> like a true indie veteran. <laughs> but that's what I thought. I go, maybe they give me 100 bucks or something on my PayPal. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. And they were like, no, you don't get paid more. It just means that you're trending, you're popular. I go, well, what does that do for me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I didn't know it does anything. Sure. But supposedly it was overwhelming. It was. And that blew my mind, and I'm humbled about that. I didn't think people would even care, to be honest. And uh, because of that response, they were like, oh, yeah, let's bring, let's bring them in. You know what I mean? And I was just like, this is bugged out. This is crazy. I remember calling my mother when I signed the contract and she was happy. And uh, my father being the typical New Yorker, instead of just screaming, yeah, I'm proud of you. He was like, yeah, Bronx motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, what are you telling about where we're from? If you ever meet a New Yorker and they start yelling where they're from, you're either going to fight or they're happy. I <laughs> married a New Yorker, so I totally understand what you you're talking it. about. You get it. I get it. Like, I'll start yeah. screaming Yonkers. My in-laws are all from Yonkers. Yeah, Yonkers. More. And then Homicide, you know, my best friend Homicide will start screaming Brooklyn. And yeah, it's just a thing with us. Yeah, they all just start yelling at each other every single holiday that they're together. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, my God. So much pasta. It was just over. It was really, honestly, overwhelming, to, to be honest with you, because I don't, I don't know, man. I still see myself as that five foot eight skinny kid on the street corner. I don't see myself as, oh, education, pro wrestler. No, I'm still the same guy. You know what I mean? Just a little bit more mature. And so <laughs> little, I run into Tony. Yeah. It, it, comes, it does come across that way that you're still that fighter, that guy. I mean, that's your persona, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, it's genuine. And I'm going to want to go back to when you were in the ring recently with Santana, well, I'm sorry, with the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and Blade. Oh, yeah. And that promo that you cut, and you talked about being on the independent circuit and where you came from. That was real, man. I mean, that kind of hit home, I'm sure, with a lot of people, a lot of independent fans as well as independent performers. Yeah, I I still consider myself independent even though I'm not because my heart will always be there. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, when I go on Twitter – I go, hey, to the new followers, I'm like, hey, check this guy out. Or check this guy out from the independents. It's like, I'm trying to help guys out on the independents because they never had anybody to help them. Right. So it's getting this new followers or whatever you want to call it. I'm just like, hey, fuck it. Check out my man, Joe Gacy. 
check out Kurt Stein, check out Homicide, or even opening fans up to wrestling that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be like, hey, check out Masawa versus Kawada or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not comfortable with the whole, hey, look at me. I'm on TV right. thing. I'm not comfortable with that. Never will be comfortable with that. So when I went out there to cut the promo about the independence, like with uh, Blade, I was on the independence with him. Yeah. With Butcher, same thing. I used to see the Lucha Brothers three times a month. We would be at like all the same shows together. So they, they understood the grind. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go in there and talk, not speak for them, but speak about what we experienced and went through. That was good stuff, man. Thank good you. stuff. Very good. So what made AEW like the place that you wanted to sign? My mom. My mom told me. I'm a mama's boy in the sense of like what she says goes. Like I her her opinion holds a lot of weight for me. To the point where I've been with girls who I thought I was in love with and my mother would be like, ah, I don't think she's good and I'll break up with them the next day. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> that is tremendous. It's just the way it is. My mother knows me better than anybody, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was contacted by another company. Ah, whatever. We'll say WWE, right? We can talk about them on the hair. They contacted me, and then and it was humbling. It was nice that they contacted me. But, you know, I was trying to think, where, where should I go? And uh, my mom was just like, look, you won't be happy at WWE. She goes, I know you. You won't be happy. You'll probably get fired three weeks in. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, mom, it's done. If it looks like I'm going to AEW. And she was like, okay, good. And that was it, you know. She was the deciding factor. There was a lot of things going for AEW, but she was the deciding factor of it all, you know. Well, yeah, well, she's, uh, and of course, uh, Aubrey and I are speaking from obviously being homers to the fact because we work for AEW, but your mom was right. I mean, you can tell how how great it is backstage. Yeah, right? it's, it's definitely, it feels not like it, it's not an independent, but since I know all the guys, it feels like home. Sure. You know, like I've known all these guys for so many years. And then I'm sitting there busting balls with Tony and or I'm with Jerry Lynn bullshitting with him or talking to Taz, your favorite person. <laughs> and, <laughs> and JR and, and Arn Anderson and trying to pick their brains and Tully. Like, so it's just the atmosphere is great. Well, I, uh, I knew I would have a connection with Eddie because I always like to, when somebody new comes in, like Ricky Starks and even Warhorse, when they came in, I'll go in the back there when they're sitting there, I'll say, don't fuck up this match. Okay? And Eddie was the only one that fired back at me. I mean, immediately, bam, I went, oh, okay. I said, when I get, yeah, I said, when I know you better, Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to get you. Yeah. I'm going to get you, Shimani. Yeah, because Warhorse went, yes, sir, I'll be fine. I'll be, oh, okay. poor but, kid, man. But, yeah, I was, I mean, so, but anyway, it was great stuff. Uh, we're talking to uh, Eddie Kingston, who uh, we certainly really enjoy on many levels. And we're going to talk about his training here on AEW Unrestricted. He totally paid you to say that, didn't he? This is AEW Unrestricted. We're talking to Eddie Kingston, promo master, uh, amazing human being, great new addition to the locker room. I'm just going to blow shit up your ass. I don't care. Um, I don't know about the amazing <laughs> human being part. I make mistakes. I just have my yeah. own rules. I have my own rules. I think... I mean, like, in my mind, you're an amazing human being because everyone else just has this, like, smile on their face anytime that you're around. And I'm totally destroying this, like, tough guy persona that you have. But it's like, I think it was one of the things that I told you the first week you were there. I was like, I love having you here because you have this just amazing positive energy that just makes everyone else 
like it brings us up to that level if we're not there. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. I just kind of feel like guys, like, again, like I told you before, I, I knew all these guys on the independence and I'm sitting there like, you know, we're on TNT, right? Like, you know, we're getting paid well <laughs> and we're on fucking TV. Like how, like, this is not any, like this can't get any better. It can't. When you think about it. Cause like I, re- I was just there hustling and grinding and, 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 you know, taking shitty paydays just so I could pay my phone bill being in a crappy ring and trying not to bump, you know what I mean? And there were a green kid who's smacking me in the face cause he thinks it's cool. And I'm like, Jesus, you know? Yeah. So now we're on TV and again, not kissing Tony's ass, but Tony was Tony and JR were the voices of our generation, to be honest with you on the Monday night wars. And even before that, I'm a little older. Tony was the voice with Crockett in the NWA. You know what I mean? And, we got that happen. There's just so many things going on. And Taz is there. Malenko's there. Anderson's there. Uh, Tully's there. Like, you have guys who we can, like, it, it, what blows my mind, the reason why I'm so positive is that no matter what I do in that ring or on the mic, I can go to the back and actually ask guys who drew money, who made money in this business, and ask them for advice. And that, to me, blows my mind more than anything. You know, and... That's why I'm positive because I'm like, fuck it, we got these dudes that we can learn from here, you know, and and improve ourselves and, and make the product better. Because isn't that the point? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm dumb, but I think that's the point. No, you're right. And you're very aware. You're very self-aware. And not everybody is. And I wish, you know, it, it, not everybody is ever going to be. But I wish more people were like that, aware of what, what they got in their situation because yeah. it's it makes for better employees. It makes for a better working atmosphere. It does. No, it definitely, it definitely doesn't. I, I just think a lot of guys are very young and um, don't understand the opportunity, maybe. But uh, I hope they understand it soon. Because I wouldn't, I don't know, sometimes it takes guys to hit like rock bottom or something or, you know what I mean, or getting fired. I hope no one does. I really, I don't want, I'll never take food off any man's plate ever in my life. I learned that a long time ago. But I hope they learn it before they're kind of forced to learn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when they before look, it's too late. Yeah, before right. it's too late, you know? Sure, I got it. Like, I yell at Santana and Ortiz all the time. And I'm like, yo, go talk to this guy. Oh, Eddie, what'd you think of the match? Who cares what I thought? Go talk. Talk to mm-hmm. Arn. And I always bring up Arn because Arn was one of my guys back in the day that I would watch. Right. You know, and I'm like, talk to them. If, they're gonna, if anyone's going to know about tag team wrestling, talk to them. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Santana Ortiz, you actually managed them on the indies. I uh, teamed up with them on the indies. That's right. Did a little uh, a little business with them at uh, Impact Wrestling for a time period. You know what I mean? And uh, no, they're part of the clique. They're part of the crew, uh, the New York crew. We have like a very small uh, knit family. Uh, I do have to say one thing. Rest in peace to Xavier. Yes. Who just passed away. He was one of the staples of the New York Independence. And uh, matches that him and Loki had in the Elks Lodge in New York, like the ladder match they had, just blew everything up. You know what I mean? And they were all part of the clique. It was like me, Amazing Red, uh, Loki, Homicide, Monster Mac, uh, Santana Ortiz. You know what I mean? That was our clique. And that's why we take care of each other as best we can. Of course, we fight with each other all the time, but. Right. Listen, I want to ask you, and I know this is about you, but a little side note here. What is Amazing Red missing in action? 
I talked to him the other day. Uh, I know he was He's working. tremendous. Yeah, he was working with New Japan before the COVID thing hit. Okay. All right. Yeah, he had a match with uh, Osprey up here in Seattle. It was yeah. fantastic. Of yeah, course, he's tremendous. Seattle. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Hey, <laughs> we get all the cool shit. So you trained at Independent Wrestling Federation, New Jersey, but got kicked out, right? Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. So how did that happen? Well, okay, I don't want to bury the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he taught great basics. He taught great basics. Okay. Uh, so I used to tell people, go there if you want to learn the basics. But after that, you got to go. Uh, what happened was he didn't like the wrestling I liked. I was 19 years old, full of piss and vinegar. So when he started talking crap on Eddie Gilbert and Kenta Kabashi, two of my favorites, I just came out the side of my mouth and went, what, are, what have you done? Mm. And then that was it. Yeah. And he, and he kicked me, my old partner, Blackjack, out uh, and my boy, Jigsaw, out. Damn. And then we just went to Jakarta. We we're like, well, forget it. It's two hours away or two and a half hours away from New York. We we're like, we didn't care. We just wanted to wrestle. So you ended up getting to train under Quack and Chris Hero. Yeah. Oh, Chris Hero. Salt of the Earth. Great guy. Yeah. Oh, Chris Hero is the best. Yeah, and really. You, real great and like, guy. I know. Chris Hero. Real great. <laughs> I know the, like, Chikara and you are very synonymous. Like, you being oh, yeah. one of their, like, their, their longest reigning champion. But I remember also a lot of the promos that you ended up doing for the tournament. And I know you had lost one of your friends. Yeah. It wasn't just my friend. It was the whole promotions front. Right. I know. Like every year I see hashtags for 12 large and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And you guys just seem like you have a really, really tight crew. We had a tight group. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, the first couple of classes were real tight. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. We kind of had the, since we were a small indie in Philly and all the other indies in Philadelphia were like blowing up and selling a lot of tapes. Yes. I'm dating myself tapes. That we kind of felt like, okay, we're the little outlaw funny group, but we have to stick together because no one gonna believe in us but us, you know. So that's how we all became tight and close. You know, Bryce was there, the referee Bryce. Mm-hmm. He's one of my close friends. Love him to death. You know what I mean? He was there for all all the moments at Chikara, you know. And it's unfortunate what happened to Chikara. And I remember Bryce called me, and he was really mad about Chikara closing down and all the stuff that happened. And I told them I'm not mad because they can't take away the memories. Everyone can talk crap about your car now and whatever they want, but they can't take away what I did, what Bryce did, what Hollow Wicked did, what Chuck Taylor did, what Orange did, like all of us who were there. I know I'm missing some people. I apologize, but they can't take away what we did. We took a little group of a little funny show with guys in Lucha Mask and made it like i guess you could say the number three or number four independent company we were just behind like ring of honor at one point in time, like getting fans in there so they can't take that away from us never uh you you were you were pwg in 2007 now a lot of wrestlers have talked about how working in pwg means they made it on the indie scene and about the reputation did you feel that way when you got there look at my face no, for, for those listening when, to the podcast, when, he uh, he looks like yeah, he's... yeah, yeah. When when I uh, when I went to PWG, it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to go there because I knew Super Dragon, I right. knew Excalibur through the Indies, and I just wanted to go there to get paid. To me, it was never about like other guys were like, "Oh, I made it," and I'm like, "Well, right. if you're getting fifty five dollars, 
and paying for your own flight over there. I don't know if you made it. Right. You know, but again, that's just my opinion. I could be totally wrong, which I'm not. But again, my opinion. <laughs> but when I went, like, I felt like I made it, Tony, honestly, when people started buying me flights yeah. to wrestle. I was like, this is nuts. Right. Like, they're actually paying. I'm going to somewhere where I thought I would never go on another man's dime. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'm getting paid. That, to me, is making it. You know what I mean? Right. Gotcha. Me flying myself out somewhere is not making it. That's exactly. the old school guys taught me that. That's the grind. I mean, you have right. to do that just yeah. to get yourself out there. But yeah, PWG is fun though. I, I, I don't yeah. want to knock. I don't want to knock PWG, but PWG is always fun, and I have a blast there. Super Dragon, what right. else? Uh, talk about your time at Ring of Honor. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Uh, so I was first there when um. Man, there's been a couple of times I was there. Right. I was there when Gabe Sapolsky was booking. Uh, one of the matches went sideways, and then that was it. Uh, can't blame nobody, but the match went sideways. And then uh, I was there when Adam Pierce was booking. And me and everyone's best friend, Chris Hero, come back. Ah, <laughs> me and him went at it. And then, you know, they had nothing for me after that. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, cool, thanks. No hard feelings. And then I went back when um, someone else was booking. And me and Homicide did not get along with anybody in the locker room. So we were there for a cup of coffee. And that was it. We're ringing on it. Uh, explain when you said the match went sideways. What, what exactly are, are you saying? It was me and Jigsaw in the match. Okay. And then uh, two guys were supposed to run in who were part of my team. And one of them was a manager. He didn't want to act like a manager that day. He wanted to act like he was a wrestler. Oh. Mm. So he started beating up one of the wrestlers, and I just looked at him and went, yeah, we're done. Wow. We're done. You just killed it. Like, he didn't want to play his role. Gotcha. He thought he was uh, – and I like the guy. Don't get me wrong. Great guy. But at that point in time, he thought he was better than what he was, and he was better than the manager role. And I was like, dog, you weren't even that good of a wrestler to begin with. So, yeah. But – it is what it, but that's why none of us went back. Right. So after, you know, after uh, Gabe Sapolsky left is when I came back. You know, they were done with us, and I don't blame them. The shit went sideways. If I was a booker or a promoter and the guy didn't do what I wanted to do, yeah, bye. Get out of here. Like, I don't blame nobody for that. You know what I mean? This is a business, man. I get it. I get it, you know? And same thing with Adam. And he was like, hey, we have nothing left for you. All right, cool. Thanks. I get it. Like, I don't hold grudges about that stuff. It's a business. You know, it's not a personal thing. It just happens. Uh, Impact, you mentioned uh, that uh, you were at Santana and Ortiz, the exchange faction with them and Conan, they, or the Latin American yeah, exchange LAX. faction. Yeah, LAX. Come on. Come on, Tony. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Get with the LAX. program, Tony. Jeez. Okay, so, so talk about that. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so this is me. I'm going to bust Ortiz and Santana's balls right now. Okay. Do it, All please. Right. So what happened was, and, and you know, some people may think this is a fact, or I'm just busting balls, you know. Um, what happened was LAX, Santana and Ortiz were stuck in the mud. They had no fucking, uh, they had no story. And they were busy jobbing out to Sammy Callahan and his boys. Hey, Sammy, what's up? You know what I mean? And it's not no disrespect. I love Sammy. I'm just saying that's what they were doing. Okay. So Santana was like, oh, let's bring Eddie in. Okay. It brought me in, and then the idea came original LAX against the new LAX, and Homicide's my best friend, so that was easy. Hernandez does whatever Homicide wants to do. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I love Hernandez too, but he's a big goof. He knows what's up. You know what I mean? Homicide says jump. He goes, how high? That's it. And then um, they came up with the idea of splitting it and then LAX versus LAX. And then me and Conan went at it on the mic. You know what I mean? Which was fun. I always loved uh, saying stuff to Conan on the mic and then kind of like mess him up because I'd said something he wasn't expecting. And he'd be like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So I always got off on that. And then he would be like, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> And then we had that stupid concrete jungle match where it was um, the ring was naked. It was just boards. It was just boards. No canvas, nothing. And we were killing ourselves out there. Not a lot of fun. And the boards were popping up and Ugh. we had to repop them down. And it was just a, it was an experience, I'll tell you that much. And then, you know, after that, you know, they came up to us and they were like, hey, we have nothing else for you guys. And I was like, ha. Not my show. And I walked away. That was a, like, other people were mad. I wasn't. I was like, whatever. You're just there to get paid. What can I do? We're gonna, what, can I fight every promoter and booker? Because if I did, I wouldn't be here right now. After a while, it's like, all right, man, I get it. All right. We're, uh, we're talking with uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, and it's a very, very revealing, very straightforward, very honest interview. And we appreciate that, Eddie. Uh, no, of course not. We ask uh, uh, people to send us questions on Twitter. And we're going to hit you with those questions Great. and let you know that you're not getting paid per question on Twitter. Well, no, um, Tony hit me up and uh, told me about that. Tony, you know, TK, my new best yeah. friend. And he hit me <laughs> up and told me, don't worry, Eddie, you're not going to get paid for this, but don't worry. I was like, all right, all right, TK, I trust you. Okay. We asked that, by the way, if you want to send us questions, use the hashtag AEW podcast, and we'll be talking to Eddie about an abundance of things coming up. This is AEW Unrestricted. We're here with Eddie Kingston. We've got a plethora of questions from people on Twitter, which Eddie does not know how to use. So nope. I'm glad that we're guiding this. The big question I had, and I'm sure a lot of people have, comes from uh, Dylan Hager. What is your beef with Dairy Queen? Nothing. I love Dairy Queen. It's like the Baba Shivani. That's really it. <laughs> That's what I live for. You guys don't know. The reason why, you know what, we talked about why I signed it was my mom. But you know what? We're unrestricted, so let's just call it like it is. But she, yeah. I signed to bother Tony Schiavone. <laughs> that was you're it. doing a damn good. You're doing a damn good job. Thank on you, it. man. That's all I'm trying to do, brother. So all I'm trying to do okay. is bother you every day that I can. Okay. Anytime. And also yell about Conrad. Yeah, yell about Conrad Thompson. Absolutely. Also, here's another way to bother me, and you knew it by wearing a New York Knicks jersey backstage. Yes, I did. What the fuck are we doing? Oh, that's tremendous. I did an old right. Patrick Ewing jersey, baby. I got you. <laughs> wow, you sure did. Oh, okay. Uh, KS Mac uh, on Twitter wants to know, who did you study or did you study to learn how to do promos? And do you actively practice those promos that you do? Uh, I don't practice them. A lot of the stuff's off the top of my head. Or if I hear a good song lyric, I'll build off that. Right. I want song lyric. And uh, I always tell people everything I say about myself is a shoot. My opponent, it all depends on the person. Nine out of ten times, it's not a shoot. But everything I say about myself is. And I, the reason why is so I can put myself in that mindset that this is real. This is the moment. Sure. Uh, the guys I studied, uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, uh, Dusty Rhodes, of course. Come on. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, That's like a given. Right. Any of the horsemen, of course. Uh, Jake Roberts. And then as time went on, it was a lot of ECW guys, Raven, 
Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas, Taz, you know, Steve Austin, of course. Everyone loved the rock. I wasn't a real big rock guy. He was too pretty for me. I didn't, he was too pretty. <laughs> no offense, Dwayne, but you were way too pretty for me to like cheer for. Even when he was a baby face, I was like, looks too good, Paul. But uh, yeah, those are the guys I studied and guys who I related to. I don't know. That's me. And I don't practice, no. I just kind of go with what I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why you'll hear me repeat a lot of things because it's just what I know. Like, I'm not trying to be slick and, you know, I mean, come over to a cool line or something. No, just, You're just trying to be real. Although uh, the TNT nose drama line was very slick. I popped hard for that. Well, that was just me being a dick. I just wanted to be a wise ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, why not? TNT, they know drama, you know? <laughs> sure. Hey, TNT, how about we play Tombstone after one of the AEW shows? How about you let oh, me host man. it? You know, someone's knocking at my door. No, thank you. I'm at a hotel. <laughs> Got a question from 8-Bit Jobbers. Uh, for those uh, that no, may man, not know I'm you, not. no room service. I was checking out. I ain't checking out. Nowhere. No, no. Fuck All right, now go ahead. I love that. Don't edit that out, whoever's the editor. Let's be real. It's unrestricted. It's unrestricted. We have a question from 8-Bit Jobbers. For those that may not know you, uh, what's the best Eddie Kingston match that every fan should watch? None. Just watch music videos. I look really good <laughs> in those music videos people make of me. I look great in those. No, I so don't just know. compilations of that that yeah. you have just nothing to do music with. Music videos. No, I, I don't know the Cody match. I'm proud of because you know Cody's a great dance partner. I hate to say it now since I guess he, he guys heat my trainer Mike Quackenbush. Me versus him, me versus Timothy Thatcher. Mm. I know that's online somewhere. Um, me versus Erie from Japan. It was at AIW, but uh, Erie's from Japan. I had fun with him. So maybe those matches, they're okay. Like, you can always do better, you know? I can also do a little work on my belly. But, <laughs> you know, Shabani knows about the Dairy Queen that hard life. Yeah. I, I, I can uh, attest that some work needs to be done on the belly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Really? Okay. I, I'm talking about myself, not you. Myself. Oh, no. But I know it's me and you together, Tony. The belly, the belly brothers. The belly brothers. Yeah, we'll do the belly bump as a finish. Uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I knew we'd get some shit done. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think you. I think you've kind of you've kind of answered this, but uh, Juanito underscore Beans wants to know what goals do you want to accomplish in AEW? I want to be the world champ. Isn't that? But okay, here here's the thing. Isn't that the point? Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. being in in this sport is to be the best, right? Sure. You don't hear UFC fighters saying, "Oh yeah, I just want to be on the prelims." Right. Or, oh yeah, I just want to be on the main card. No, right. You want to be champion. Sure. That's what every pro wrestler should want to be. You know, the money's great. That's awesome. But being the world champs much more, much better. Sure. You know, you can say working right now. I'm not working. This is true. You know. Yeah. So I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Cody or Mox or what MJF. I don't care who's champion. That's my goal. Is to be champ. Love it. Got a question from Milestone Soul. Eddie, at what point did you realize you were good at cutting promos? And what's your favorite match from Japan? Uh, I don't even know that I'm... I don't think I'm good. Because I always feel like I could do better. 
Because once you think you're good at something, you stop working. You could be good, but then you want to be great, right? My thing is you always strive for greatness. And if, like I said, I want to be AEW world champ, I got to be great. I can't just be some mid-card guy if I'm going to be champ. If I'm going to be the face of the company like I want to be, you've got to work hard. You know, whether that's your body, whether that's your promos, whatever, you have to. Uh, my favorite um, is a couple of favorite Japanese matches, but I'll just go with All Japan and New Japan. Uh, my favorite All Japan match is um, Masawa versus Kawada. Mm-hmm. God, they had so many. I got to go with January 99 or January 2000 is when Kawada hit the Gonzo bomb on Masawa for the finish. And that was actually a mistake because Masawa's uh, forearm was broken. There's a power bomb. Supposed to get him up. Didn't get him up all the way and just let him go. And uh, I got to say, favorite New Japan matches, Masahiro Chono versus Keiji Mudo, uh, G1 Climax, 1991. Those are the matches. And uh, also Kobashi versus Masawa from NOAA, 2003. So those are the top three matches, I could say, for me. All right. Uh, we are going to blog underscore guts, uh, also known as the Spook Show Review. Oh. I guess that's their website. Not sure. Will we see a possible reunion of Eddie, Santana, Ortiz, and Diamante reforming a certain very popular stable? Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> You're very adamant about that. That's <laughs> uh, not being adamant. It's just being honest. They're busy playing touch butt with Chris Jericho in the inner circle. <laughs> So I got to move on too. Diamante has to move on too. We can't always just be, oh, keep the group together. Right. You know what I mean? I, I get it. Look, Santana Ortiz, you know, I, all right, I can bust chops about the inner circle. Look, I may oh, not yeah. agree with everything that Jericho does in the inner circle, whatever, but he's taking care of my boys. Fine. Now, you know, I'm not making a threat here because I don't make threats. I make promises. If Jericho messes with my boys, then yeah, then you know I gotta get in there. But for right now, no, right. there's no, there's no need for us to get together, and uh, there's no need for them to leave the inner circle, I guess. You know, and there's no reason. Trust me, there's no reason for me to join, and there's no reason for Diamante to join inner circle or join up with me. We go our own ways, you know. That's the way I look at it. Got it. We have a question from Mindrunner. Uh, should I AEW, I know it's, it's people are trying to get their shit in, man. Uh, <laughs> like a Chuck Taylor match. Yeah. Oh, Ayo, Ayo. oh my God. My favorite, uh, I was working a match with best friends and Moxley comes up and goes, are you the guy that did soul food? You're the guy we have to blame for that. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Bought me so hard. Horrible. Uh, should AEW consider a hardcore division? No, no. Uh, hardcore matches should be. When it's serious, you know what I mean? When you do something too much, it just takes away from it being special. Absolutely. Like, it's like if we have a cage match every Dynamite show. Sooner or later, it's okay. It's just another one, you know? No, the hardcore matches and the lights out matches and all that stuff should be saved. Should be saved for something special as the phone goes off. Yeah. No, I agree. You're right. It doesn't... uh doesn't make it special at all no not at all that's that's a good call yeah yeah i mean that's just maybe that's the old school in me you know and that's no i think that's a good point but i also understand the younger guys like everyone bust on these younger guys for doing all these crazy flips and stuff like that look i don't judge it because i can't do it you guys go ahead and rock and roll man you know 
I can't do it, so I find it impressive. This is something probably we you've already answered, but we can go go through it again. Uh, a Thunder Chunky PA wants to know, after years of being a top of indie performer, what's it like being with a company that has a major national television presence? It is surreal. Very surreal. That all of a sudden my Twitter matters. Right. And my Instagram matters all of a sudden. No, it's, it's, right. it's very surreal, but... I don't know, man. Once I get out there, that surrealness is gone. Because once I get out on, in that ring or on that stage, whatever you want to call it, it's time to go to work. You know, it's, it's time to show and prove, you know. And whatever, people don't want to say we're in a war or whatever, but look, bottom line is we're running up against another show from another company. So there's something going on. So we got to show and prove. I feel like having you as a part of that family, I mean, we're just going to be even more successful in that. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I just got to make sure I keep my mouth shut with certain things and not bury the other company. Oh, we could never release this podcast then. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Chuck Taylor. laughs> and, yeah. One thing I know for sure in the short time I've known you, keeping your mouth shut ain't going to happen. No, no, it's not. That's why I always got to go to Tony and go, hey, man. I'm thinking about saying this. What do you think, boss? You know? Right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. It's yeah, great. and then, and then I'll yeah. say it and be like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 I don't know. It's great. It's great. It's great. Christopher Daniels comes up to me and goes, uh, Eddie, I don't know. Uh, I'm like, oh, God, no. It's like, you're, 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 good thing you already signed that contract, bud. Yeah, yeah exactly. The ink is dry, brother. <laughs> so, um, also, I want to put over Christopher Daniels real quick, too, because yeah. we talked about Ring of Honor. Christopher Daniels yep. was part of the best three-way or triple threat match I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, shit. And it was on the first Ring of Honor show. I'm not trying to put over Ring of Honor, guys. I'm just telling I'm you. trying to put over Christopher like, Daniels. Yeah. It was Christopher <laughs> Daniels versus Loki versus Brian Danielson. And till this day, that was 05, I think. Till this mm-hmm. day, that's probably one of or the best three-way I've ever seen. Damn. Yeah. So Christopher Daniels, another guy. Pick his brain, please. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Eddie, thanks, buddy. No, thank you, man. I, you know, oh, what? We're done now? That's it? Yeah, yeah we're wrapping it, it up. Man. Oh, that's how you're going to wrap me up, Shivani? You son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, wrap it up, buddy. Yeah, all right. Well, it's Eddie Kingston, unrestricted. We all here, sponsored by State Farm. <laughs> yeah, there Check we go. Check us out on TNT, Rep Audrey, TS, T Murder, AKA Tony Shivani. You know what I mean? The voice. Of a generation. Yeah. Uh, Taz is a... Uh, see, I love Taz. I don't know. Shabani hates Taz. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Yankees. You know? Yeah. Hey. All that's... I can't say the Braves suck, right? Since we're under Turner, right? I can't... All right, uh, I guess. No, they don't want them anymore. Oh, all right. So, screw the Braves. <laughs> go Yankees. <laughs> all that stuff. Eddie King, right. get at me. Holla. Yeah, oh, man. Okay. Well, we don't have to do a, do a lead out then. I mean, Eddie kind of <laughs> covered everything, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, you can follow Eddie on Twitter at MadKing1981. Yeah, there you go. I don't even know my name. Thank you, Shivani. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're, I know you're Eddie Kingston 81 on Instagram. That's all I remember. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Because your Instagram uh, matters right. now. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. You can subscribe to AEW Unrestricted for free on Thursdays. Wherever you get your podcasts, like, subscribe, comment. I'd love to hear from you guys. Use the hashtag AEW podcast. When you've got questions, we'll ask our guests. We'll ask previous guests. I don't know. We'll ask people whatever the fuck we want. It's great. As Eddie said. Hashtag suck it. Suck it, Shivani. <laughs>
I want that hashtag to make it. He's still talking, Druck. Cut him off. Cut <laughs> the mic off. <laughs> As Eddie mentioned, Dynamite is on Wednesdays on TNT at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Check our schedule. We're moving around a little bit because of the NBA playoffs. Definitely need you guys to keep tabs on it. I'm Aubrey Edwards. And this is my good friend, Tony Schiavone, and my wonderful friend, Eddie Kingston. Thank you again for being here today. This was super fun. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a fun. I love it. I love it. Shivani, awesome. I'll treat you in health. <laughs>